Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Ramona Sedeno. Ramona, you are the founder and CEO of Fibric. You are found on the web at Fibric.com. That's F-I-Brick.com. Ramona, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. I'm so happy to be here with you today. For sure. Okay, so give us an overview. What does Fibric do? Well, Fibric is an accounting practice based in New York City, and we provide accounting, bookkeeping, tax planning, and fractional CFO services to founders of high-growth startups, but also to solopreneurs in general service firms. Yeah. And and do you work primarily within certain industries, certain regions? Uh, Who do you work with? Yeah, so we have two main sectors that we work with, technology. And in that group, we have uh, businesses in software, digital marketing, and e-commerce, although they do retail. It's, uh, it's their technology enabled. We consider them part of our tech group. And another sector that we work with is what we call general services. And in that big bucket, we have wellness, um, professionals in wellness, event planners, consultants, and even attorneys. There's a large group, but anyone who provides billable and contract-based services, it's a good fit for our service uh, clients. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, of your services there, um, you know, you you offer fractional CFO and advisory services. Who who's a good fit for that? Like, how does someone know, mm, you know what, I really need to bring a fractional CFO in here? Yeah. So on the technology sectors, we have a lot of companies that need to report to investors and lenders and are getting ready for fundraising and need to get their pitches together. So they seek our services to prepare for this reporting requirements or need for reporting for their fundraising. And it would be anywhere from preparing financial statements that are aligned with accounting standards or that they believe is the format that their investors will need, uh, understanding what is their cost per client to acquire each client or how much revenue has been generated from each sector of their businesses. So that's where the technology companies use the service. On the on the uh, other group, in the other group of service-based clients, we find that the clients that use our fractional CFO services are those that have reached, let's say, five hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars in revenue, and they want to get to that million or more, and they're looking for cash flow management and minimizing costs, and even sometimes helping them structuring a deal or adjusting their pricing. Yeah. How do you help them figure that out that they can't do, that they, it would be more difficult for them to do on their own? Well, yes. A lot of business owners just don't want to deal with it, right? They get overwhelmed 
they're so busy. They, you know, the thought of having to spend hours trying to figure out how to work a spreadsheet just <laughs> scares them, right? <laughs> That's the first thing. They need me. <laughs> but we we understand how numbers go together, right? We know that if you overstate your marketing, something else is going to be hurt. That if you don't price well, you're not going to have enough margin to cover all your fixed costs. That if your fixed costs are too high, you're not going to be able to cover your operating expenses. So these are just principles that we have learned over the years of finance professionals that to us, it's like we look at a number and we know something is off there. Your cost for headcount is too high. Mm. You tend to, you know, that's over 40% of your revenue. What are you going to have left for the rest of the expenses? So it's second nature to us, but we don't just look at numbers and give an answer, right? We we get we gather information from the clients in terms of what are the plans and the assumptions that they think they're going to um use to come up with whatever goal they have and then we help them figure out in order to achieve that we need mm. x can be as simple as how much capital you need to open the new store to launch in california you need to understand the sum of the capital and where it's coming from and how much is needed in order to put together a good plan yeah um Ramona, um, what have you been seeing any in in your space? I'm curious about what trends you may have you've may, maybe you've been seeing over the past three years in particular, like in terms of like best practices, new technology, new uh, you know new uh, client practices. You know what clients should be focused on. Any observations in that in that arena? Yes, there are, there are a few. You know, in addition to the tax laws changing every day and new new uh, reporting requirements for the different funds that we have gotten from SBA and grants that we have been receiving, you know, besides that, uh, there is I see that business owners are now focusing more on the accuracy and completeness of their financials and making sure that they're ready. They're ready to be submitted to for a loan to an investors, for them to manage their business better and to make decisions. In terms of technology, yes, I mean, the basic is, the basic one in financial reporting is getting an accounting system. So there is a lot of new QuickBooks implementations or Zero or NetSuite, depending mm-hmm. on the client, but also automation of different processes like bill payment, payroll, using a good payroll provider that can manage your staff all over the country, right? Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of new implementation of software, comp- accounting software, payroll systems and processes, especially now that we know that some grants and some loans are based on payroll. Uh, where mm-hmm. you know, business owners are moving some of their contractors to employees, which is something that maybe we should have been doing from the beginning because it creates other benefits, not just the fact that we can qualify for a grant. Yeah. Um, in terms of software, is it is it QuickBooks still just kind of own the world or who's who's nipping at their heels? Hey, no, they own the world and all the accounts and all the business owners. They are, yes, I, I would say they are the leaders. Uh, we have been working with them from since the beginning, six years now. And I'm a huge fan of QuickBooks online. We yeah. are only online. And uh, but we we use a few others. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then when 
when you work with people, like who would be like for accounting and bookkeeping services? And, and I would imagine this is your team here. Um, but what would be kind of that entry level way that you could help folks? Uh, so an entry level business, an early stage business. Yeah, I mean, do you do who? What would be the you know? No job is too big. No job is too small. You know, I don't know if there's kind of a a floor to who you work with. That is no. I you're totally right. So we say every business needs tax compliance. Mm-hmm. So that's the first service that we can offer our clients if they're very early on. They don't have enough revenue to or income to. Um, to outsource bookkeeping and fraction CFO services. So income tax compliance services is the first one. We all have to file with the IRS and we all have to file with the state where we are based. Now, if they do hire us for just income tax filings and uh, advisory, the expectation is that they will do a good job with the bookkeeping if they are doing it themselves or they have someone else that's doing this at a low cost. Um, Otherwise we can offer in addition to the income tax services, quarterly reviews of their financials, or maybe even annual. So it's cheaper because we're saving some time by not having to do it monthly. Yeah, excellent. Um, Ramona, what are some of the mistakes that you see uh, either folks that are coming through your front door and you start to take a look at, you know, you start to ask them questions and then you're like, Oh boy. <laughs> uh, sometimes they're so big that I'm I run away from uh, from the job. It, it's oh that, no. That's <laughs> there are a lot. You know, the, the biggest one right now that I see is that the historical data is messy, it's not clean, it hasn't been organized. And that's scary, even for me as an accountant, to see uh, a lot of data in a financial system that was never attended, right? Attended to it was so it's so disorganized that how can you ever use that? There is a, a huge job, but really not. That's a mistake that was done. We have to move forward. But other smaller ones could be mis misclassifying distributions and and contributions. I see owners that because they're not keeping track of this, they have taking distributions from their businesses in excess of what the business has generated. And that's been funded by some loans and that can be an issue tax-wise, but also in running cash management, managing cash flow. Other mistakes are commingling uh, cash. That's a simple, but it keeps happening so much. Uh, big messes with using PayPal and Venmo and all of these types of accounts that at some point you lose track of where is you know, everything and what is what. Um, for our tech founders and tech companies, we, we notice sometimes the revenue is not being allocated or spread or recognized the right way. Uh, sometimes they have convertible notes on the books and interest hasn't been accrued. So, you you know, your convertible note is not a million dollars. It's actually a million two hundred because you have accumulated interest that you haven't recorded. Um, so there is a long list and it's fun for us. Um, not so much fun for them when we <laughs> when we tell them what needs to happen. But uh, there is a lot of awareness now in that area uh, in, with business owners. And I am happy to see that. It's good for us. It's good for them. And uh, everyone is happy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
how's in terms of taxes, you know, tax, you know, tax law changes. Um, if you were to look into your crystal ball, or maybe you've been kind of watching the headlines a little bit, and you were to make some recommendations to business owners generally, this is not specific advice, but if you say, you know, I would probably be very careful about X, I would start doing Y, and I would definitely be doing Z. What what are X, Y, and Z? What are some of the things from a tax perspective that, that you'd like to see more businesses paying attention to or doing? So the first one would be to start looking at this now, right? If you wait until December to do any tax planning, you won't have any room to take advantage of anything. And uh, looking at where you think your year is going to end from a business perspective will impact your personal taxes if you're a solo owner and if you don't have a corporation seat. So understanding where your business is heading toward the end, you know, before the end of the year is important because you can still make changes now, like maybe increasing your spend in 2021 if you want to decrease your, your taxes for this year because mm-hmm. that will help you get a credit or qualify for something. So it is okay to spend in your business. It's just that you're going to have less profit. But for tax purposes, that might be beneficial. Um, the, the, other, the other thing can be done if with your revenue, depending on what accounting method you're using, you can um, defer income to next year if you don't bill it this year and you're on a cash basis. So it's important to understand that and talk to your accountants about that. But the other pieces are around reporting or payroll, your 1099 reporting. There is a lot of last minute things happening in the mm. top side. Like, I should have been on payroll. Can you please create payroll for me for the last three months? And I'm like, we can't do that necessarily. There is very few exceptions where you can do that. So it's really the main thing is evaluating where you are with the help with your tax professional so that you can make decisions before the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ramona, why did you get into this? <laughs> what drew you to uh, it, be spreadsheets and, and accounting programs and, and those sorts of things? Is someone like me, it's like, you know, I can do that. Uh, you know, I like to have the data, but ugh, I do not enjoy the process. You know, it's interesting. I, I grew up in the Dominican Republic. I went to high school there. I was about to go to college there. And uh, accounting was not a thing to me. I thought, you know, I don't know what I was going to be, an actress maybe. I, you know. <laughs> but my I was always really good in math. Uh, I was always good with money. And one day I met someone that was an accountant in, in the Dominican Republic before moving here. And I said, oh, that's what I'm going to be. Moved mm-hmm. to the U.S., Went for accounting. It just, I just, it was a decision I made that that was what I was going to be, and I happened to love it. Love it. Now the technology was the bonus. I didn't know I loved technology as much as I do. Of course, you know it didn't exist when I was growing up, and not in the Dominican Republic even. Um, so uh, to me, the technology is the bonus, and the combination of both uh, is amazing. And having my own business, oh my gosh, I never dreamed I was going to. Be here. I'm so happy that everything is working together. Yeah. Where do you, Ramona, where where do you get your clients from today? I do a lot of speaking. So I, I organize my own events. I get invited to be on panels and moderate events. And that really has been the way 
I got most of my business. I think when people hear you speak about the things that you enjoy doing and you know how to do, and they see that you are genuine and you uh, know what you're talking about, uh, that's, you know, that is really the, a good way to, to connect with them and get business. So that's one. And then my clients refer me a lot of clients and other partners, people that I work with. I think that's the main, yeah, those are the main sources of business. And it's really um, for service-based businesses, usually that is the way to go because you need to go with someone that you trust, right? And seeing them a few times and being referred or recommended by someone else, it gives you that credibility. Yeah, that's great. All right. So Ramona, your website, fibrick.com, where's that name come from? Oh, you, you know, not a lot of people ask me that. So I'm so glad you asked me. I love <laughs> and, the way uh, my brain works. Yeah, I love <laughs> it's it. pretty much just a stream of consciousness. Huh? wonder what that is. Huh? <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of wander around life like that. <laughs> I, know, I like that. So I was driving, looking for my name. I was driving with my family and I saw a building that was made out of brick. And I was like, oh, I like, I would love to have brick in the name of my company because it means strength and solid and someone that you can rely on and doesn't break easily right so i looked up like five brick financial services or brick consulting everything with brick was taken so i went to google thank you google and i said <laughs> of brick and i found fire brick it's a brick that's resistant to fire and hopefully your brick is but i don't know that one is defined that way and um i play with the words and i took out the RE and I made a fibric. So it's no financial. A lot of people think that if you did, you're, you're totally with that group, but it is really for fire brick. Wow. All right. So uh, again, Ramona Sedano uh, and your website, fibric.com. Ramona, when someone goes there, what should they click on? How do they engage with you? Just look at how beautiful my website is. It's <laughs> yeah, it actually is very nice. You've, you've had some great work done here. Yes, but you can easily find all our social media links there and connect with me. Follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm very active there too. But on the website, you can schedule a consultation with us. And there are a lot of great resources, videos, uh, courses that we have launched. There is a lot to do there. You, I think you'll have some fun. So check it out. Fibric. All right. I love it. All right, Ramona Sedeno, thank you so much again. Fibric.com. Thank you, Josh. It was a great time. Looking forward to seeing it. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.